Welcome to Erotic Awakening, an educational and entertaining exploration of all things erotic. From sacred sexuality to fetishes, power exchange relationships and leather life, BDSM to polyamory, as well as simply fun kink. Each week, we bring you a diverse offering of erotic life in its many forms. This podcast includes frank discussions of highly sexual topics. If you are offended by this type of content or prohibited by law, we recommend you stop listening right now. Well, yeah, you Toy asked hit. me if I yeah. was ready. Okay. Yeah, Toy Toy, press the button. Oh, okay. Hi, Dawn. Hi, Dan. <laughs> so welcome to episode 133 of the Erotic mm-hmm. Awakening podcast. Hard to believe. It is hard to believe. Um, what are we talking about today? Um, well, I decided, usually you come up with a topic, this time I'm going to surprise you, is um, expectations versus reality in an MS relationship. So I figure after living it 12 years or... 10 to 12 years, or however you want to look at it, (laughs) we should know a little bit about that. Okay. Easy enough. Easy enough. Easy enough. So I think we'll have plenty to chat about. Uh, Before we get there, the very first thing I want to do is an apology to the wonderful Boy Jeffrey. Boy Jeffrey is the OLA Leather Pride (laughs) Boy 2011. And how could we forget him? We listed all the the winners last time around, and it felt like we were forgetting somebody, but there was uh, more than one person running for some of the titles, so I I figured maybe it was just, you know, those, and we forgot Boy Jeffrey. We did forget Boy Jeffrey. such a rockin' fantasy. (laughs) If if you didn't happen to listen to uh, episode 132, you were just saying that we just came back from being judging the Ohio... Valley Ohio Valley Leather Alliance contest, mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you were saying that uh, you thought Boy Jeffrey's fantasy was fairly good. Yeah, I thought it was really, really good. And some of our listeners might not know that during a, um, some leather contest, the contestants have to put together these fantasies, mm-hmm. right? Now, MS people don't usually. Um, we did for ours a year ago, even though it wasn't graded. It was just kind of an extra because. We're like that. <laughs> and it was fun. And it was awesomely fun. And uh, boy, Jeffrey had props in his, and it was just naughty, naughty. And you could hear the people in the audience get off on it. Yeah, and I yeah. love that part is when the audience gets off on it as well. Uh, I will say for myself, I gave him the highest points of all the contestants for that fantasy. That mm-hmm. was fantastic. Had wonderful props. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not going to tell anybody what it was either. You should have gone. <laughs> but... Had you seen it, you would have. And so, props to Boy Jeffrey. Apologize for not uh, mentioning you last time around, but um, you're definitely worthy of mention. Absolutely. So we got that. I wanted to get that out of the way first. Um, mm-hmm. Did you have a good time at the Monkey Puzzle Club last night? <laughs> oh my god, we had so much fun. So our topic was um, sensual spanking, which is one of. Well, it's one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't get to do a lot of talking, but <laughs> it's still one of my favorites. So we had a pretty much a packed house, and um, I got to spend a lot of time on the spanking bench, and and you uh, got rooted along. We had a, a cheerleading crowd there at the end because they wanted you to try another toy on yes. me. and I have never spanked you with a cricket bat before. A cricket bat. But apparently but, that was pretty darn effective. Wow. It was. You know what? I was so warmed up at that point, I could not imagine doing it on, you know, as a 
as a, as a the first thing that you use or something like that. But a uh, man after the warm up that. Mm, when people ask me, what did it feel like? And I said, oh, that felt good. They thought I was challenging you or something. And it's like, no, it felt good. I liked it. <laughs> so uh, so we did. We went to the Monkey Puzzle Club last night, which is mm-hmm. a, a group here in central Ohio. We did our um, presentation yes. called Sensual Spanking. Mm-hmm. And uh, you and a couple other volunteers. And we made up a new thing for this presentation. The person who volunteered gets to pick the next next volunteer, volunteer. <laughs> um, though it's consensual so the next volunteer can still say no but uh, most of them did not and but we got a, a very nice response from one of the people that mm-hmm. um demo bottomed for us yes demented lover so and uh that was hot that, that, that made me want to touch her butt and i i ended up doing parts of the uh presentation i don't usually do just so i could touch her butt yes she <laughs> Very beautiful woman. Yes. Very um, gracious and <laughs> nice to uh, volunteer to hop up there after I dragged her up. And um, wonderful person uh, just to have up on the bench and be demo bottoming. I think actually I extended it some beyond the point where I yes, should have. You did. Just to keep her up there for a little bit. So thank you, Demented Lover, for uh, assisting us with that. Absolutely. And I have to put out a quick thank you to Maui Kink. Some of the toys that we were uh, using were the bamboo mm, paddles, mm-hmm. um, the rug beater. Oh, and the rug beater, uh-huh. absolutely. Yes, um, everybody in the audience uh, seemed to like the noise from that one. I have more for me than <laughs> the toy. <laughs> it is a thwacker. Yes, it is quite the thwacker. Uh, it is also what do they call that? A carpet beater. Yes. Yes, and. Um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that was fun. Um, had a good time at the Monkey Puzzle Club as yes, always. Yes, lots of great people. Um, so we did that. Mm-hmm. What else we got going on? Well, we also did um, dinner with our affiliate house, Safe Haven. Oh, that's very true. Very so true. that was a good time. So lots of local people and, you know, just kind of casual chilling and getting to know each other. And that was... It was a really nice evening. Mm-hmm. So finished off a really nice weekend. Uh, yes, it was a very <laughs> nice weekend. <clears throat> I was going to say, it was a neat opportunity to spend time with other uh, people that identify as being power exchange or MS, just hanging out, having dinner. There was no heavy protocols. You right. brought me my drink, but it was very low protocol. It was mm-hmm. uh, a neat way that we keep our MS relationship dynamic 24 7 absolutely without it having to be overt two foot long chains right connecting you to the foot of my chair or something like that that whole expectations that whole you know expectations versus reality i think a lot of people would be surprised to find out what an actual living ms relationship actually is like the relationship mm-hmm. in a 24 7 aspect that you're trying to live all the time and it's really funny because people most People that are in a relationship, I would say, live in a peer relationship. And they may not call it that, but, you know, it's like you're two individuals coming together and there's a balance and an equal power and equal parts. And sometimes I have to see the movies you like and sometimes you have to see the movies I like. And that's how we keep the peace and that kind of thing. Um, 
And of course, you live in that relationship all the time. Well, we have a power exchange relationship that we live in all the time. And it doesn't mean that you're running around in a hood all the time or wearing bells on your nipples or that I have to bark commands at you to go pee or to go to the grocery store. None of that. But you can still have a, a 24-7 relationship. Uh, just some things are subtler. Some things are don't look like big MS classical NCSF. NCSF is that the TV show? NCIS. NCIS. No, yeah, we don't watch TV. NCIS and something. Right. They don't look like that, right? They look like people who are in love or have a solid, strong relationship interacting with each other. Exactly. We'll get to that stuff in a moment. We will. We will. Um, you know so what? We have a variety of ways that people can contact us. We do. And lots of people have been contacting us over the last week. Mm-hmm. So it's been fantastic. And so, a lot of people, it appears, have been using the Got Comments form. Yes. So we have a new listener that wrote on the Got Comments form. And it was a long, long comment, mm-hmm. but basically it boiled down to. Um, that uh, we reminded her she had actually been an ex-lifestyler for a while. So, And I've actually heard that twice over the last week and had never heard mm-hmm. it before. But um, an ex-lifestyler. And by listening to the podcast, she was reminded of what kink used to mean to her and that sex in all its forms can be great and it's okay to be turned on by whatever turns you on. Yeah. And that was a wonderful comment. And mm-hmm. I read that comment and... Um... And it is really neat to be, even for us as well, to be reminded that whatever turns you on is okay. Mm-hmm. Um, last night, presenting at Monkey Puzzle Club, we mentioned Mr. Purple Tentacle <laughs> Monster and people who were coming up with names for it there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we said, no, no, you can't just tell us here. You have to write it in like everybody mm-hmm. else. But um, as much fun as we have with that, that is one of your kinks. And it's one yes. of my kinks, apparently, it's the <laughs> tentacle sex. And Throughout the podcast, throughout the 133 episodes, we've talked about a variety of different kinks. Sometimes we talk about sacred sexuality and tantra. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we talk about exhibitionism and having somebody mm. having orgasms in our studio. <laughs> That's always fun. That is always fun. <laughs> it's just a nice reminder, though, that all, everything is okay. Mm-hmm. You know, I mentioned some time ago the difference to me. Kinky is anything that any number of consensual adults do together that does no harm. Yes. Perverted is everything else, right? Yeah. So as long as it includes do no harm, mm-hmm. as long as it includes consensual adults, mm-hmm. I don't care what you're doing. Yeah. You know? So keep it kinky, yes. old listeners. <laughs> if you would like to remind us to keep it kinky, we have a variety of ways you can contact us, such as on FetLife, we have a group called Erotic Awakening. And if you find us there, feel free to friend us. Mm-hmm. We've got the comment form, obviously, on the webpage, which is eroticawakening.com. And all other, all kinds of other ways you can contact us, where we'll be presenting past podcast episodes and all that stuff can all be found over there at eroticawakening.com. Guess what? Guess what? One of our new listeners, Crash, mm-hmm. that we met at uh, TransCamp, mm-hmm. sent me a link to a tentacle Why? candlestick. Why haven't I seen this yet? Because it came in today. I'll have to show you, and it's kind of neat. It's a tentacle that comes... Of course, you can't see my hand motions. It's a tentacle <laughs> that comes up and twists around, and the way the tip of it twists, you put the candle in. Oh. It's got the little suction cup saw. It looks like it's made out of brass or something, so I'll have to show you the link. But yeah, Crash was thinking of me. <laughs> we actually... Um, and one of the people that came to the um, presentation last night... Mm-hmm. 
uh, and I can't mention her name because I don't have permission to use her name. I should have thought about this last night. She was wearing a tentacle kind of T-shirt. Yes. Did you notice that? Yes. Well, we actually met her some time ago. She has tentacles all over the place. She does. Tattoo-wise. <laughs> um, In naughty places. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I'm just not, I, I didn't know what kind of intro line to use to flirt with somebody who has tentacle tattoos all over the place that mm-hmm. didn't sound just silly you know <laughs> like can i get a closer look at your tentacles or something like that um i don't know if she's a podcast listener or not but if she is i'd like a closer look at your tentacles Ooh. me too me too <laughs> um so is that it are we ready to talk about our topic no we should talk about that contest a little bit speaking of mr purple tentacle yeah there's a couple things i want to talk about but uh yeah the contest with the tentacle still have not picked a name so I think there's a couple we've decided not to use because we're really looking more for a name than a descriptor. So instead of saying we're going to take out the whatever it is, we want a name. We're going to take out, hmm. <laughs> a couple of the names that came up so far, uh, Nautilus, which I thought was a pretty cute little name. That's an octopus tentacle from the, from the classic 20,000 Years Under the Sea. Although, no, it's not actually. I think Nautilus was the name of the ship. Oh, I think you're right. I think so that's you're right. But Nautilus is also the name of a shell that kind of twisty turns too. Okay. All right. So All and kinds it could be naughty one. Nautilus or demented naughty. lover suggested purple people eater. <laughs> I don't want him. E- well, no, I was going to say I don't want him eating me, but um, <laughs> I have other uses for him. <laughs> Domina Amy recommended a purple monster, uh, and then, which, good, purple good. monster. Good. Kind don't of scary. Say, don't say the other two. The other two are in the running. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> I, like, I like the one from uh, Z-A-V-I-A. Zavi? Zavi? Sure. Mm-hmm. Sure. But we won't say that one, because you like that one. And I, I, like, I like the first one from Kindle, just because, I mean... <laughs> Just because of why they picked it. And two people have voted on that same name, so that's yes. kind of, we'll have to split up the, maybe we'll rip the edible panties in oh, half or something. Oh, front and back or something. I don't know. We have two penis-topped pencils. Well, we can split those. And that. two cock rings. Ooh, we'll add the cock rings to okay. the bucket. Woohoo! Oh my God, do those actually fit? Are they that stretchy? <laughs> I guess we'll see. <laughs> I don't know if we'll see. So whoever wins the contest, we'll see. And then um, they'll have to send us pictures. So we have the big purple tentacle. You mm-hmm. can see the picture of it up over on episode 130, I believe. And everybody's been talking about him. We went out to dinner Sunday night, and that was the topic of conversation, and everybody asked why I didn't bring him along. And then last night at the spanking demo, again, I just showed him to somebody here at the house, too, that came by to pick me up. Didn't even think to bring him. <laughs> it's like he's a guest. Everybody wanted to know where he was. <laughs> it's kind of neat. If you like the big purple tentacle, you should rate us on iTunes. That's not really a good segue at all, but I want you to rate us on iTunes, so I had to work it in there somewhere. And maybe tweet about us. Sure, why not? Or Facebook, like us on Facebook. Why not? So, cool. Well, you know, we've got some stuff coming up, too. So we should probably mention it because it's coming up a whole lot faster than I thought it was. I actually got caught by surprise today. Yes. You just earlier said, oh, my God, that's in eight days. Yes. So, well, first we have a radio show coming up. We're going to be the guest on a radio show coming up on Wednesday. So That would be the Deviant Minds mm -hmm. radio show. So today is Thursday, the day we're publishing this. If you're listening to a back episode, sorry. 
this Wednesday coming up, which would be the 17th Something of August, like that. Yeah. would be the, we'll be on the Deviant Minds radio show. Yes. So, and we'll be talking about MS and Sacred Touch. So, really? yes, we will. Very so cool. We will see how that goes. And no and sooner do we get off that show, we hop in the car and we're headed off to our next big event. That's what's in eight days. That really surprised me. I looked on the FetLife group and it said, whoa, only eight days left until GLLA. Yes, Great Lakes Leather Lines <sighs> 10. Yes. Apparently they have 1,000 presenters and 9,000 classes. <laughs> something like that. They and quite there's a lot going on, yes. We will be doing our... Um, our step-down speech. Well, yes, our steps-down speech, but we will also be doing our not-quite-a-class-or-presentation. Yes. More of just a, a big barrel of fun. Yep. Um, kind of like a game show. Yes, and it, it is a one-of-a-kind. There are many presenters out there, but nobody else does this. This is, uh, do, do these chaps make my ass look fat? Or what my slave said and thought was funny but wasn't for $20. We keep switching the name on this <laughs> We thing. do. I like them both. <laughs> uh, and that is more of a quiz game show sort of thing that we'll yes. be doing. And I think people can win a new car. They can. Is that the one where they can yeah, win a new car? Yeah, okay, it is. Um, so that's in Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yep. Ne- not this weekend, but next weekend. So, yeah, we'll actually be doing Tallymaster. We'll be doing um, our step-down speech. Our ho- Most of our house is going to be there, House Meta. So mm-hmm. that's going to be fantastic. Again, if, mm-hmm. you're a podca- if you're a member of House Meta who happens to listen to the podcast, mm-hmm. we have something special planned. We do, we do. And I'm not telling you. So you'll have to find out. And what else then do we, we go have camping. To, oh, yep, Camp Kink. Camp Kink right around the corner. We'll talk more about that as it gets closer. Oh, do you know what else we're going to be doing at GLLA? We are going to be bringing our books and setting up at their book table. Oh, are we? Mm-hmm. When we have time. <laughs> <laughs> so, and signing books. Very cool. So, it'll be fun. I hope so. Busy, but fun. Lots of great people. So, um... Expectations versus reality, huh? Yeah, yeah. So, and it's kind of like um, the expectations you have going into this type of relationship, the fantasy expectations versus the reality of what it really is. So, because I know a lot of us, I don't know about masters, but I know slaves, we get into that fantasy world. And that's what really turns us on is the erotica of the marketplace mm-hmm. or the claiming of Sleeping Beauty or the story of O or, you know, whatever your first story was that you read that really turned you on, that had the power exchange in it and the hot sex and the, you know, just you were always at somebody's beck and call and it was always naughty and it was always cool and, you know, and... Uh, in reality, life isn't like that. In reality, mm-hmm. that is erotica. So, you know, what is the difference? What can you expect when you get into a relationship like this? I mean, it was just a couple of years ago when a friend of mine who had known me for years knew I was in a power exchange relationship, but we didn't really talk about it. Mm-hmm. She asked me what the kids thought with having me chained to a recliner all day. <laughs> and I'm like... Really? (laughs) For one, I don't ever see Dan chaining me to a recliner all day. I've got things to do. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a lot that I have to take care of. The kids don't see me chained to anything. Not that they, you know, they don't live at home anymore, but, you know, they never saw anything like that. So what they saw was the real 24-7 MS relationship. You know, it's funny when we... um 
on our last episode, we talked about how we were looking for, <clears throat> excuse me, a um, service slave yes. to join our little house here. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's funny to be able to, you know, if you just present it from a perspective of you can live in a real MS household and be a slave and mm-hmm. wear your collar and be treated, you know, 24-7 like the slave that you are and be led into doing laundry cleaning dishes and other erotic fantasies doing some admin work answering some emails yeah the 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 reality of the situation is yes you will be treated like a slave and trained in leather protocols and yes there would probably be play some of it could be very naughty if that's what you wanted but the reality is it's a house it is a you know there's things that need to be done there's cat litter that needs to be scooped which has to be my job there's um like i mentioned laundry that has to be done trash be taken out trash be taken out you know dinner to be made there are a lot of things that i mean there's there are constraints of reality no wonder no matter how wonderful you picture your ms life and you know you'll have to remember that it's still life uh, one of the, you know, one of the chapters that we did not put in our book, Living MS, was about um, how do you deal in your MS life mm-hmm. when things like uh, terminal illness hits, right? Or the loss of a loved one, or that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, at GLLA, Mistress Joanne is going to be, you know, helping people set up um, oh. legal. Yeah. statements mm-hmm. that's statements of intent i, I forget what, they're, what called. they're called there's a the name you know, for the document but yeah so that your slave you know and you have a legal ramification if for example perhaps you're not married to your slave you have no kind of a legal relationship with them but if you're in some kind of a horrific car accident can they come into the hospital and see you um you know, that kind of stuff is, you know, so that's some of the reality of MS that, you know, we don't like to talk about. When we did our intensive, mm-hmm. um, that was kind of the, some of the stuff we talked about. You know, what if you guys break up? How are you going to handle that? Right. Um, so it's, you know, I'm a big fan of having this fantasy and living it. And you and I do live a fantasy mm-hmm. for the most part, you know, but because in my fantasy, you know, I didn't have the. I'm going to be so rich I never have to work aspect. Right. Right. So we don't have that part. But our life pretty much is a fantasy. We Mm -hmm. pretty much, uh, but it's within the constraints of reality, you know? It's like from a naughty perspective, you know, when I talk dirty to you about the pool boy, you know, coming inside (laughs) and fucking you, you want to insert, oh, and then he puts on a condom. Mm -hmm. It's like, this is a fantasy. He doesn't have to put a condom on. You're not going to get virtual VD. No, I really want it to happen. So let's visualize it like Mm -hmm. it would if it really happened. (laughs) What do you think the most common jarring differences that people have when they have, think, you know, when their fantasy comes true and they begin living, living an MS life? Hmm. I think they don't think about the communication part. You know, I think they get wrapped up in the fantasy part where things just happen and they forget that, no, it's still a real relationship. So they forget to build in the communication aspects of it. So like us, we learned we needed a space set aside. So we built porch time, which Mm -hmm. a lot of people will talk about. When um, new couples come to me or new slaves come to me and say, you know, 
how do I, or I even asked this of the MS couples that we were interviewing, you know, for the contest. What kind of communication device have you built into your relationship? Because once the MS dynamic is there, slaves, for the most part, and I'm not going to say everybody, but slaves have a hard time speaking up. Masters can have a hard time listening if it's not brought up in the right way. You know, so you have to to build in something in there. And that's just a human reality thing. So, you know, I don't think they think that. I think they... Um, I think slaves can see themselves being naked by the back door <laughs> every day. And instead, they've worked an eight-hour day. They've driven an hour home, and Master beat them to the house again. <laughs> and from that perspective, I mean, we're very, very, well, I was going to say we're very fortunate, but we're not fortunate. We made a financial decision that you are going to be a stay-at-home slave. Right. But most people need, you know, that two-income job thing going. Job and we did it going. for many years. Mm-hmm. So we did it for many years. Um, I know another thing that's difficult to handle is when both of them are working and, you know, the master has to do some of the chores. You know, that bothered you for a while. You would actually go to the little support groups that we ran, Mm -hmm. the little circles that we ran and said, you know, hey, we're both working the same amount of hours, driving the same amount of time. And I feel like I should be doing my share of the chores. What do you other masters think about that? Right. You know, and some would say it's a relationship. Make the decision. You know, it's a relationship. Therefore, you should contribute. But as a master, make a decision on what kind of contribution you're going to do. Mm-hmm. So there's a balance there as well. You know, and I hate to um, sound like I am um, over uh, hawking the book that mm-hmm. you and I wrote, but. It's funny that, you know, this is what the, the book, one of the reasons I like the title Living MS mm-hmm. is because that's what it's about. It's about living a master-slave relationship. It's right. about masters and slaves and their relationships because it is. It's about living life mm-hmm. still. You know, you've still got the same, every problem that a, a non-MS couple has, an MS, from a logistics perspective, an MS couple has. You know, taxes right. and bills and getting laid off and all that kind of stuff. It is the foundation of the relationship that you're building that that is different in an MS relationship. Right, right. And, you know, I think like any other relationship, when you get first get started, you have the big pink cloud syndrome, right? Mm-hmm. Where everything's wonderful and master's got plenty of energy and cleaning the dog shit off the carpet is a joy because it makes master happy and all that kind of we stuff. We play every night. Play every night. Oh, yeah. There's yeah. a reality versus expectations. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, you and I play on occasion right now, mm-hmm. but we certainly don't play every night. And that's okay. You that's know? okay. Um, yeah. Well, it makes it special when we do play. I think so. it, it really comes back to you're going to have expectations and you're going to have you know, dreams and hopes, which mm-hmm. is great. Have them. Go into the relationship with that. That's wonderful. I think it comes back to what you said, though, is that communication aspect. Mm-hmm. You know, as things move along, continue to communicate and build structures that allow you to communicate. Right. You know, have that ability that as things ebb and flow, to just keep talking and keep communicating. And there's no reason that a slave can't communicate with a master or mistress you know, they should communicate in our perspective. It's just granted there's there's a level there's decorum, mm-hmm. there's respect. Sometimes there's protocols, but none of those say keep your mouth shut. Right. You know, they say don't yell at me. Right. right? They say right. don't end your 
sentence with dickhead, you know? <laughs> God, I can't see doing that. So, you know, so some people might ask, okay, well, um, I'm vanilla and I'm in a vanilla relationship and I do all that stuff that you do, Dawn. I do the emails. I do the admin stuff. Mm-hmm. I do the dishes. I do the laundry. I do the whatever, you know, what makes it different with being an MS? And there's a reality too, you know? The reality is uh, the... Uh, let me see if I can explain this right in my head. The fantasy is it makes me all hot and wet to do the laundry, right? Mm-hmm. The reality is it doesn't necessarily make me hot and wet, but I like doing the laundry knowing that it'll make you happy. So knowing that I'm taking care of our relationship in ways that are beneficial. So, you know, it's not just about doing the laundry because it needs to be done. You know, I make the bed because I know it pleases you. That's one of those weird ones. I don't understand why I have to make the bed. But you like the bed being made, so I make it with joy. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's a little bit of the difference. And, and I don't know that that'll make any sense unless you've actually done it before. So I almost feel like I'm rambling at this point. But I kind of got, um, like when we bring somebody MS in to be that helper, I wonder what they're thinking when we advertise because we've actually had two people speak up. Mm-hmm. We took one all the way through a phone interview, you know, did, did went kind of far with this one and um, there ended up being fear. And then we had a second nibble and then she ended up saying she was afraid. Mm-hmm. So I'm wondering if the fear is just about letting go of that much control to someone else, or if they have this fantasy idea of what they think it is. And that's what scares them. So instead of the reality, I don't know. That's a good question. So we shall see. We shall see. Uh, We'll see if anybody ever responds to our uh, looking for an extra slave advertisement as well. We're running out of time on that one. So... A few weeks away. Yep. So if you're interested, speak up, and we'll be happy to talk to you and let you know what reality is Looks on that like. point. You yeah. know, and that's one of the things that I do try to do with people that I do put in a column mm-hmm. is clearly differentiate reality from whatever your expectations are. And the way right. I do that is via a contract yes. where I very clearly write out, this is what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. You know, and... Um, Here's what might happen. You know, I'm not dashing anybody's dreams, right. but I'm setting the foundation of here's the reality. Here's the, the baseline, right, that we're mm-hmm. going to build on. So. You know, and that's a way of building a reality. And I was um, actually watching something on FET last week where um, this new submissive had decided that when she finds her master that um, these are the rules that she wants to live by. And she had actually listed out the rules that she wants to live by and that she wants her master to enforce. Mm -hmm. So, which, of course, didn't go over well with a lot of the community because (laughs) the master should be making the rules, not the slave. But what she had done, the rules that she had made up were so extreme. And each of them said, no exceptions. You know, I will always be naked from two to four. No exceptions, Mm -hmm. even if I'm in public. No exceptions. I will only eat this. No exceptions. You know, and what she was doing, if she went to go build that into a contract, all she's doing is setting herself up for failure. Mm -hmm. 
So I love the idea of a contract, of course, you know, we say that all the time, because you can actually sit down and look at, oh, wait, okay, my fantasy says I want to be chained to the chair all day long, but let's actually take a look at that, you know? My legs are going to fall asleep. The cat's probably going <laughs> to climb on me, you know? What if the fire alarm goes off? What if <laughs> you have to, reality is you have to be able to get out of the chains. You have to be able to answer the phone. You have to be able to, you know, so a lot of stuff has to be taken into consideration that you don't read in the erotica stories. Mm-hmm. But... I wouldn't change this for the world. I mean, it sounds like it's not fun with the way I explain it, but it's still very much fun, you know? When I'm pouring your coffee and you come in and pull my hair, fantasy world. (laughs) (laughs) The way it makes me feel, fantasy world, you know? When um, you prop your feet up on my back, oh my God, that's why I'm so excited about football season. (laughs) Footstool. So Master used to watch football when we first got together, and football Sundays was his, even though I liked to watch football, but he Mm -hmm. wanted his time. So you would have me, you decided to incorporate me into your Sunday a little bit without having me talk (laughs) by turning me into a footstool, and I loved it. So It did seem to work out quite well. It did seem. So that's why I'm excited about football season. Yay! (laughs) As long as you're excited. Yes. Well, one of the things that gets me excited is erotic poetry. Ooh. So let's segue over to that and mm-hmm. listen to uh, Christy with her erotic poetry. And, nice. Um, and see what her fantasy versus reality mm-hmm. looks like. The beast within consumes me. To temper her desires is futile. To placate her is terrifying. She sits in wait by the gate, whimpering to be let out into the forbidden, or just to be played with, or taken for a walk. She becomes angry if neglected and threatens to tear my head off. If I could find a way to sate her, if only for an hour or two, to concentrate on other things, but she is my curse, and I'm lucky to have her driving me. My Libidicoria. <laughs> I like that. I do too. Libidicoria sounds familiar, actually. <laughs> it does. <laughs> so, Dawn, tonight on the uh, uh, podcast, we have Christy Lavangi. Am I saying that right? Yes. Excellent. And obviously, you are, among other things, an erotic poet. Thank you for being on the podcast tonight. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Now, we met you, as Don was saying, uh, we kind of met you in reverse. Uh, we were on the other side of the mic for a change. And you we came on your podcast, and you interviewed us. And that's how we first made your acquaintance. But now we're turning the tables on you. I am so excited. <laughs> Payback. Payback's a bitch, right? <laughs> exactly. So, now you were kind of close to us. So, we were all, you know, we were going to try to get you into the studio, but yeah, that just I've been, didn't work out between the two schedules. Yeah, I've been performing all over lately, and it's just hard to keep up. It's hard to fit other stuff in. I, yes. <laughs> no. <the> feeling. <laughs> so, Krista, you are, uh, among other things, obviously, and the thing that we're talking about tonight is uh, you're in a, a, an erotic poet. What do you call yourself? A. A poetress of erotica or uh, I, a 
I actually call myself the bad girl of poetry. Huh? Ooh, <laughs> naughty. Yeah. <laughs> There's nothing that excites me more than hearing the entire audience go, <gasps> love that. I love that. I live for that. <laughs> you just said you've been doing a lot of performances lately, so are you finding a lot of spaces to do this kind of poetry? You know, actually, I've found some very interesting avenues that have come to me almost by happenstance. So I have worked what I do into full-blown sort of burlesque acts. So I'm able to integrate into those variety shows fairly easy because people are coming to be tantalized anyway. <laughs> so why not do it with words? And <laughs> I've been doing um, the erotic uh, music and art festival in Detroit. And there's just a lot of like different poetry slams and reading events. And people are really open to it where you think they would be very conservative. Feedback's good. Good. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, so it's been a positive experience for you so far, it sounds like. Absolutely. It's so much fun. Just fun. And I'm doing what I love. I'm so passionate about this. So. Now, does it, so does, I, I, and I see that you have a, a book published as well. What is, what is the name of the book? Libidicoria in a Plain Brown Wrapper. I like that. <laughs> That's yes. a neat title. Do you know how hard, well, you probably do. Know how hard yes. it is to come up with titles? Yes. And this one was so fitting. Yes. <laughs> so I have, I have a book called The Sexicon, which is a bunch of terms for just, Everything related to sex. And this word was in there, and I thought this was the coolest word I had ever seen in my life. <laughs> and, it, and it means an insatiable sexual desire. And I thought that fits the entire book. That's, that's the theme of the book. Very so cool. Very cool. Yeah. Um, I, you know, I'm mixed. I have other questions, but I also have a, a budding heart on that wants to hear more poetry. Can you lay another <laughs> poet on, po uh, poem on us? I can. This morning, sitting there naked, arms dangling over each side, knees up, chest sunken, head down, eyes closed, like a gothic statue defeated, like a slave who knows her place. I closed my eyes, felt the warmth rise over my body, aches warmed and melted away. Sea sponge dipped into water, I pulled it back to my neck and let the water fall down over me. Head back, eyes still closed, repeated this action, repeated, repeated. I began to run the bulky sponge up my arm and I saw it there. Purple blue, a mark of passion, of your passion for me captured in my flesh. I continued exploring my body, marked by landmarks, and each I rubbed gently with a finger, and I curled a smile like a slave. Who knows her master's love? Nice. <laughs> so, exactly, how close are you to Central Ohio? We'll <laughs> save that for later. So, where do you come up with the? Um, where do you come up with this imagery? Because that's what it is. The Im imagery yeah. is very powerful. It just comes to me. I. It's just sort of like if I had a superpower, that would be my superpower. So, well, it's, imagery, putting the right words to it, because, wow. <laughs> I, for whatever reason, I very closely identify words with action. So mm -hmm. action sometimes will end up in my brain as a, as a semantic 
solution. I, it's so hard to explain. And then I'll get a phrase or a line and I'll be like, ooh, I have to go with that. And then it just sort of falls into place. Now, are you reflect, uh, is the poetry that you're writing for, from your perspective, is this aspect, is it fantasy? Is it a reflection of your life? Uh, where, is it, where, where do you get your, do you, how do you research this stuff? <laughs> <laughs> experience, experience, experience. Okay. <laughs> Yay. Um, yeah, I mean, nearly, I would say about 95% of the poems that are in my book, all my books are autobiographical. Mm-hmm. So they're remembering a circumstance or maybe it's a culmination of a, a fantasy that I had about someone in a given time. They're, they're sort of capturing moments. Okay. Very cool. Um, now, you had mentioned before, when we first started talking earlier, before we started recording, that there was an opportunity for people to go out and get stories from you. You, said, you mentioned digital erotic stories. And that yeah, appeals I, to both my naughty and my geeky, kinky, <laughs> kinky, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, I really, like, publishing Libidicoria was a, a really bold sort of move for me. And it was, um, it's blossomed out of control from there. So I published the book, which turned into a podcast. So I have a free podcast called Shades of K Chronicles of Libidicoria where I do essays, and then I read a poem that relates to the essay. So you sort of get the background of where that poem came from. And then um, there are over like 100 episodes of that out there, and that's all free for people to subscribe to. Wow. And then that blossomed into the talk show because the podcast was very structured, and I wanted something where I could talk about sex but just you know sort of be with a roundtable of friends and just have open discussions about everything related to sex so that's the show that you guys were on Mm -hmm. um we just try to take a different topic every episode and cover it from as many sides as we can get and we pull in all kinds of fun stuff off the internet and people's perceptions of things and we have guests on and and that's terrible fun and then um we really wanted to look at a way to sort of monetize what we were doing so that we could grow because we have so many other ideas of places that we, you know, we want to take this. And um, so I started writing original erotic stories and recording them in my voice so that people could buy them like they would a song. Oh, okay. So, I mean, yeah, so we've got, I want to say at this point, five stories out there. And then, you know, that sort of took an avenue. And I also have sexual meditation files. Um, both of them are at this point are geared toward men, but you can sort of wake up and get naughty before you head out for your day. (laughs) You carry the sexual energy with you. Mm -hmm. So, so yeah. We have ways of doing that that's not meditation, but, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but we meditate in the morning too. So maybe we combine both. There you go. (laughs) (laughs) So how long have you been doing this? How did you, I mean, did you hear someone else doing poetry or did you just enjoy it and turn it to the naughty side or what happened? I've been writing ever since I could remember mm-hmm. <laughs> ever since. Um, and then, you know, around junior high, it started to take sort of, you know, the sexual undertones were coming through. Obviously it wasn't as risque as it is now. Right. But 
I would say toward the end of high school, I really sort of began to find my poetic voice and everything. I had a really good English teacher that encouraged my writing in general and everything just kind of fell together into my style. And I've just taken the last couple of years to sort of um, perfect it. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So I'm glad it's something that you enjoy. So yeah, your passion kind of kind of shows through and I like your voice. <laughs> Thank you. So where do I find the digital stories and the podcast you mentioned and everything else? Everything is at libidacoria.com. So it's L-I-B-I-D-A-C-O-R-I-A. Um, yeah, everything. The book, there's merchandise with the logo on it. There's podcasts and ways to contact us and stalk us cyberly. Go for it. <laughs> Very cool. All right. Well, if you would, uh, send us off, if you would, with one more poem. Sure. My peaceful sleeps go interrupted by thought I cannot shake. You lace my blood like a thousand men. With pheromones strong, I ache. I thrash and burn against the chain that binds me to your place. Remove the mask and ease this corset, lace by lace by lace. Within my loins I feel the stir, a torrid expression suppressed. I close my eyes to catch a glimpse of the fear I once repressed. Your essence washes over me, too potent to contain, and in this shroud that binds me down is where I will remain. Wow. Very cool. Christy, thank you very much for being on the podcast tonight. Thank you for having me. Want to be part of Erotic Awakening? Want to share about your favorite kink and event, podcast, or book? Toss us an email at danandawn at eroticawakening.com. Let's hear what you have to say. For all your rope and exotic wooden toy needs, yum, like from last night, we highly recommend Maui Kink. Visit Maui Kink at www.mauikink.com. And when ordering, don't forget to select that you heard about them via Erotic Awakening on the checkout form. Erotic Awakening is grateful for the support of The Kink Shop. The Kink Shop provides quality merchandise at affordable prices at various BDSM implements for lifestylers and biolifestylers. Visit them online at www.thekinkshop.com. And music heard on Erotic Awakening is provided by Pocket Universe. For music that's been crafted and designed for scenes that range from sensual to dynamic BDSM. Visit them at www.pocketuniversemusic.com. Bye, Dawn. Bye, Dan.